Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. You are love, you are light. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are grace, you are mercy. My God. Father created me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit in me. Lord, we lay ourselves on the altar before you this morning. Father, we ask first that you forgive us for any sin that we've committed against you or anyone else. Things that we might have done knowingly or unknowingly, Lord God. We lay before you this morning on this altar, Lord God. Every agenda we've created, anything that does not line up for with your sovereign will for our life, Father God. We just lay that before you, Lord God. We just, we lay aside every burden. We lay all manner of sickness and disease. We are presenting ourselves on you before the altar of God, Father God. We ask, Lord God, this morning that you saturate us in your presence. For you are the one true God. You are the King of Kings. You are the great I am. You are the Lord Jehovah mighty. You are Jehovah Gabor. You are mighty, strong and battle. My God, you love us. You think highly of us. You are mindful of us today, Lord God. My God, you are God alone. My God, you are God alone. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you, Lord God, and I just simply say thank you, Lord. So as we lay ourselves before you this morning, we, 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 we say thank you, Father God, for being the King of Kings and being the great I am and being the Prince of Peace, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for being the Lion of Judah. And we thank you, Father God. We are just in a grateful place, Father God. Because even though there's been circumstances and even though there's been situations, you've never left us. You've never forsaken of you. You've always had your eyes on us, Lord God. And we just simply say thank you, my God, Lord God. We ask, Father God, that you give us the strength to forgive those that have committed an offense against us in any place we've been holding offense, Lord God. We take it before you this morning because we do not want to be hindered in our prayers. Lord God, we thank you for solemn leadership, Father. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy, Father God. We lift up the leaders of our nation, of our city, our state, and our world, Lord God, and we just lay them on the altar before you, Father God. We ask for your justice, Lord God. We thank you, Father, where there is unrighteous legislation, where there have been policies and rules that have allowed that have come against your people, Father God, whether it be in the form of racism or oppression or defeat or poverty, Lord God, unfair practices, Father God, against your people today. We thank you for your righteous judgment on the situation, Lord God, for we know in your word where there is unrighteous judgment, here comes your righteous hand, Father. We thank you, you are raising up leaders, my God, that have an ear to hear you, Lord God. We thank you for solidarity in our communities, Lord God. We thank you for unity in the body of Christ, Lord God. You thank you, we thank you, Father God, 
God, for eyes to see and ears to hear where we've been, been in strange places, Lord God, when we've accepted things that do not line up with your will. For your first commandment, my Father God, your your ultimate commandment was that we love you with all our heart and then we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So Father God, forgive us for not loving our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us for not honoring your word in thoughts and deed and in action, Lord God. Forgive us not for not leaning on your sovereignty. For, forgive us for not leaning on your justice. Forgive us for not asking for your judgment on a situation. So Lord God, we ask you boldly and soberly this morning, will you judge our nation? For we should be one nation under God, Lord God, and we are broken and we are dismantled and we are disenfranchised. And Father God, we are not honoring you. We are not sober. We are not vigilant, Lord God. We are not standing strong in your word. We are bowing our knees to things that do not look like your kingdom. So Father God, we ask that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My God, we thank you for divine alignment occurring in our lives, Lord God, and that we will not be fearful, but we will lay ourselves prostrate before you, Lord God, that we will honor you with our time. We will honor you in thoughts. We will honor you in deeds. My God, it's so easy to be deceived. So Father God, we ask that you do not let us be deceived. Give us your spirit of discernment and places our eyes have been closed and places our ears have been clogged. Open our eyes, Lord God. Strengthen us, Lord God, and open our eyes, Lord God. Holy Spirit, relax us so that we can trust God. Relax us so that we can hear God. My God. Father, we thank you for giving us a, a defining moment be, between being suspicious and discerning your voice and discerning your hand and leaning not into our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledging you, Lord God, so you can direct our path. Father God, I'll be the first to admit there's been some times and some seasons when I was on my own journey. When I was on my own agenda, Lord God, where I was saying, Lord, Lord, but I was so far away from you, where I was saying, Lord, Lord, but I wasn't masking your truth. I was masked in other things. I was still dependent upon myself, Lord God. I wasn't trusting you, Lord God. I wasn't leaning into you. I was leaning into other things because they seemed to make more sense, but they had absolutely nothing to do with you because in you, there's no haughtiness. There's no pride. We might get angry, but there's no sin. My God, and in you is where we find our justice. There's no hate. There's no whoremongering. My God, there's no deception. There's no lewdness. There's no crudeness. My God, there's no deceiving in you, Lord God. There's no being overly emotional, Lord God. So Lord God, this morning, let us be mindful of what's you and what's not. What's of you and what's not of you. What's, what's from you and what's not from you. Let us become real mindful of those things. And anything that's been hindering or been blocking us or been standing in our way, we thank you, Father God, for removing the plank out of our eyes. My God. We thank you, Lord God, for unclogging our ears. Father God, we, got, we thank you for an insatiable appetite of our word. 
Father God, we ask that you pardon the sins of our country. My God, pardon the sins of our country, Lord God. Pardon the sins of our country, Father God. My God, we need you. We need your judgment. We need your hand on this situation. For we know that the righteous are never forsaken, nor your seed begging for bread. My God, we thank you for end time revival, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that no stone is left unturned, Lord God, that we will just begin to preach the gospel. My God, throughout the world. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you. You are sovereign. We thank you. You are mutable. You are not changed. You do not change. You do not switch up. We thank you for your consistency. We thank you, Father God, for people who will hunger and thirst for your righteousness. My God. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for end times judgment, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are in the White House as we speak. My God, we thank you for your resurrecting power on every situation in our life. Revive us today, oh Lord. Revive us, Daddy. Revive us today, oh Lord. My God. And let your justice be served. We thank you that East, the East Wind is judging coronavirus. And the East Wind, Father God, is judging, my God, racism, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, that the West Wind blows in the righteous for favor, favor Lord God. So we thank you, Father God, that your righteous are never forsaken, nor your seed begging for bread. You are a good, good father. And we believe, Father God, that when we pray, we receive, Father God. We speak to the mountain of poverty and debt in our lives, and we cast you in the sea in the name of Jesus. And we drive out all forces and hells of darkness, Lord God. And we thank you for solid voter legislation, Lord God. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for there is a deliverer amongst us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that the deliverer arises. And we thank you for Jesus. Now, Jesus, give us your holiness. My God, what art man that you are mindful of us, Lord God, that you are considerate of us, Lord God. For you made us a little lower than the angels. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you. 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 Jesus, give us your holiness. Holy Spirit, we need you more. We need you as comforter, advocator, as teacher. My God, restore us, O oh Lord. Restore our people. O oh Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Holy, 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 Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you. Mm. We take our rest in you, Lord God. Thank you for troubling up the troubling the water. We thank you, healer. We thank you. You were bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace, my God, that you took upon every strike, every time they bruised you, every time they battered you, my God, every time they scarred you, it was for our behalf. So we thank you. We thank you. We rest in you. We trust you.
We release all our cares on you. We lean not into our own understanding. We find our balance in you. We find our peace in you. And we rest in you today, Lord God. Because we know you have the final say so, my God. What a mighty God we serve. You have the final say so. You have the final say so, Lord God. You have the final say so. You, our God, have the final say so. And we thank you, Lord. Give us the right words to speak, Father God. Wet up our dry places, Lord God. Wet the places up in us, Father God. Wet up our dry places, Father God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, we honor you. We honor you, we honor you. We honor you. We honor you, we honor you, we honor you. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, we honor you, we honor you. We honor you, my God. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you. We honor you, my God. I just want to, I think almost everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but I think the majority of people are probably returning to work today to full-time status. Almost everybody is probably on their way back to work today to full-time status. Most states are completely opening up. I know we here are here in Arkansas. So I just want to lift up everybody. We drive out the spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord God, we thank you for healthy immune systems. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We will not be wise in our own eyes, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that as we found out this is plaguing, you know, more people of color than anything. We thank you, Father God, that you are giving wisdom, Father God, to your people of color. We thank you, Lord God, for your hedge of protection around us, your angels in our workplace, your angels in the Department of Finance, your angels in our state departments, your angels, Father God, in our city government. We thank you, Father God, right now. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. You are with us. You go before us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, my God, we honor you. We love you. So if you're returning to work today, take take heart. Be of good courage. God is with you. Stay in the same place. Stay in the stay 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 in the same exact place. Stay in that place. Stay right there. Stay right there in that same exact place. Stay before God. Don't don't because you're turning to work. Don't give up your devotional time to God. Don't, don't do that. Don't scale back. This is the time that you need God right now more than ever. Um, so don't let this be the moment because that's usually what happens. We'll find ourselves in a real sweet spot with God and then we'll go back to business as usual. And that is when the enemy loves to bring assault and attack. It ain't no more business as usual. It ain't no, it ain't no more business as usual. It ain't no return to a normal state We're we're done. We're done with that. Like we're, there's no more normality, right? There's no more, 
There's no more normal stuff. Like do not get caught up in business as usual. Um, don't miss your devotional time with God in the morning. If you find yourself oversleeping, then you need to back yourself up in the evening and go to bed early because there is a strategy to that. And I have seen that in my own life where God is concerned, right? Where God is concerned. Um, we will get into a thing and we like, oh my gosh, you know, I got to be at work in the morning. And so we'll skip our devotional time with God and not make it the precipice or the first thing in the morning. And then what happens is the enemy starts slowly creeping in, right? It starts slowly. It starts slowly creeping in. The enemy starts slowly creeping in. We had a flood in our house, right? We had a flood in our house, right? And when we had the flood in our house, we were in the house, so we were eating dinner and we weren't even in a flood zone. Come on, testimony. We were not in a flood zone. We were not in an area in which there had been flood and it had started raining and it was consistently raining and it had been raining for months and our ditches had begun to get backed up. And so as it was raining and our ditches, because our ditches weren't properly irrigated, they weren't properly dug out. I hear you, Holy Spirit. And because our ditches weren't, we, they looked like they were properly dug out. Like our ditches looked good, right? Um, and so since our ditches looked like they were properly irrigated or dug out, you would assume that there was no problem right there you would assume there was no problem but when the rain began to come our ditches begin to back up and as the water began to back up and the ground was getting saturated the, the that was getting saturated the rain was getting saturated and so as the ground was getting saturated we were sitting one night and we were eating dinner i hear you holy spirit and as we were sitting and we were eating dinner water began to come in the house well, we first couldn't see the water because it was in a lower area. The floors were white and slowly the water began to come in. And um, I remember my sons were eating and they were like, man, what is this water doing on the first? And at first we thought our dog had peed on the floor, right? We were like, oh my gosh, the dog peed on the floor. And then because it, she didn't like to go out in the rain. And then we started noticing another water and another brother said, wait, it's a little, come on, Meredith, come on. It appeared to look good. So there look there was a little bit more water coming in we noticed a little bit more water seeping in right and so as we were noticing a little bit more water now I'm gonna tell you how the situation changed overnight just a little like a tiny bit more water was coming in and so my husband looked up and we were in the middle of dinner so it, it was not oblivious it was not oblivious to us to what was going on around us. It was not oblivious to us what was happening outside. We were in the middle of dinner, we were eating. And so just a little bit of water was there. And after the little bit of water was there, all of a sudden, and I told y'all I'm tall, I'm almost six feet. All of a sudden we, 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 were, we had water up to our knees and my husband went to open the front door and the water came rushing in. And in the area that we're in, it's known to have snakes we were in because we were in the woods and whatever else. And the area that we were in, as the water for, was rushing in, we had to get out of there quickly. And, the, and God provided a way of escape but sometimes that's what happens to us spiritually. We'll think our ditches are irrigated properly. We think we in a good space with God. We think we in the best space because we judging ourselves.
but there's still some things. And then when the enemy comes in like a flood, because we've got out outside of our norm or because we're distracted, because we're eating or because we've assumed everything is all good. And then when the enemy comes in like a flood, there's an assignment. Come on, there's an attack and there's something that's coming against you. And so you have to be very mindful to protect your, do your devotional time from God for God needs to start as soon as you get out the bed. Nothing needs to come before it. That needs to be the first thing because God may speak a word to you. God may provide something for you you need for that day. That needs to be the first, like you need to set yourself in a position. Remember God told us back in October to build an altar to him, right? That like he told us, he said, you need to build an altar and then you need to make a set appointed time. You need to make a set appointed time. You need to, you may need to make a set appointed time. And I'm just going to be honest with you. And the scripture says you need it in the morning and in the night. And sometimes what we'll do is we won't make it a priority in the morning. And then we'll try to get it in when we go to work or what, mm -mm. What you need in this season right now is your, de your devotional time before God needs to be a priority. You on high alert. I, I know we are. You're on high alert. So do not get relaxed. You are on high alert. And when I was praying, I was like, Lord, you know, we need to be able to bring in the loss. The Lord was saying to me, he said, but y'all can't be entangled. Y'all can't be entangled in the world. Y'all can't be so caught up in this world. Right, right. You can't be entangled in this world. You cannot be, it's got, you cannot be entangled in this world and bring in the loss. That's not how you guys are going to bring in the, the loss. So you're going to have to be holy and you're going to have to be set apart. Absolutely, Kim. He comes in when we're most of all, most, come on, most, come on, Meredith. It starts with oversleeping. I know it starts with just a few minutes, more minutes in the bed. It starts with you justifying your rest instead of you rearranging your day. And I'm not fussing. I'm telling you my truth. It starts, it starts, it starts with just a little bit. It starts with you just a little bit more and more not honoring God with your time in the morning. And then you find yourself in a place and you find yourself in a justifiable place. Well, I still got my time in with God. And it is good that you still got your time in with God. But if what you needed was on the forefront, because the forces of hell, I wish I could see, show you all that I see spiritually. The forces of hell begin early in the morning. Spiritual warfare begins early in the morning. Spirit, spiritual warfare starts real early in the morning. It doesn't start real late. It, it doesn't start real, real late. It doesn't. And so you have to begin to part of our renewing our mind is us coming into the understanding of where God is with us and us making a firm commitment. You know what? I'm not even going to wait on you to wake me up. I'm not going to assume I'm going to start asking you, Lord, what is my time that you want me to be up before you? <laughs> Right. What is my time? You need me to be up. What time do you need me to be up and in position? Right. What, what do I need to do? Right. What to what? What do I need to do? Yeah. And putting the things in place and shutting myself down and pulling away from TV and pull away from anything that may perhaps be in an I become an idol in my life. And beginning to renew my mind and change my habits. Part of renewing your mind is also switching up your habits because most of us, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Most of us have been in a process of our habits, right? Well, well, that, our habits, we've been in habitual places for way, way so long. We've been in habitual places for way so long. So 
we're going to get into the to the word today and i'm just going to do one thing the lord wants me to switch something up today we used to take up we usually take up like our offering or i give you an opportunity to give and i'm going to we're going to just drop the link for giving right now i want you to consider becoming a partner with this ministry Think about it, pray over it. There's no pressure on you. There's no pressure to give. If you wanna know more about the WIP ministry, just go log on the website. I heard the Lord tell me to reverse the order today, so I'm gonna reverse the order today. So if you feel it, feel it in your heart, the Lord is leading you to sow, the Lord is leading you to partnership, would you consider becoming a partner with this ministry today? In Jesus' name, amen. This past weekend, we were able to pass out 500 meal kits. Five, and if I t it was needed, we went into a camp. We went into a camp in the woods. Um, we walked boldly into this camp and the way that they were living was overwhelming for me. No one should have to live like that. Nobody. Nobody should live like that. No, no, like nobody should live. Nobody should live that way. Nobody. No, no, not one person. And so part of the, the mission of this ministry is to relief, provide relief to those of us that are on the streets, that are homeless, that is the poor, that is the unfortunate. And God has commissioned us to do that. That is not, God has said we are supposed to take care of them. And so nobody should live like that. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody. And so we are determined to eradicate homelessness and we are determined to eradicate starvation, like that we are determined to eradicate those things. So if you if you desire to do so, please consider becoming a partner of this ministry. Please consider um, just partnering with us. We have so many, we have a partnership with Salvation Army. We have a partnership with Drew Projects where we get feminine hygiene kits throughout the world. We partner with them and they push feminine hygiene kits to make sure every woman has her feminine hygiene needs met. Um, we have mentorship going on with Salvation Army. Um, it was just, it was just, it was crazy. It was like, crazy. it was just, it was big. It was bad. But when I walked into that camp, the man said, he said, and it stuck in me and, um, it stuck in me. He said, oh, you're here to feed us and not to shoot us. And that shouldn't even be their worry. You're here to feed us and not to shoot us. That, that shouldn't be what they're struggling with. They shouldn't be worried about whether or not I'm coming to feed you and not shoot you. And when he said that, that was a little bit overwhelming for me. Like that was a, that was a little bit overwhelming for me. That was a little bit too much for me. That was a little bit too much. So just consider giving an offering this morning, consider partnership with the ministry. They've dropped the links with that. Y'all ready for the word today? <laughs> Y'all ready for the word today? And then take heed of what I share with you. Do not, as you return to work, get off your track. Ask God, if you're new to the devotional, go back. I know Tammy, go back to October and start watching the devotionals and start building your, Kim, you know, Kim was with me. That was what he said, that you're here to feed us and not shoot us. That's what he said. So there must have been some things that have come into their camp that has had them scared and overwhelmed. Right? And that, that, that's, that's, that's hard. That's, that's hard. That's, that's hard. That was hard for me to hear. That is hard. So just believe God with us. God is going to pour the resources in this ministry. God is going to give us a building 
to be able to service them. God is going to do that because that is his heart towards his people. And he's going to give us strategies and programs to reintegrate people who are homeless back into society with mm homeless camps. However, he's going to do it for us. He's going to provide the resources through his ministry. And I stand on that because he knows that my heart is to, is to serve my God. He knows that he knows that he knows that in Jesus name, he knows that, that my heart is to serve. All right. Who in Jesus name. So remember we've been ruining our mind. And so God has been giving us, um, 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 strategies to renew our minds. And if you have been paying attention every morning, like every morning that we give up, he gives, he gives us something else to digest. He's been giving us something else to chew on. And so this morning I wasn't even out my sleep good. And I kept hearing Isaiah 54 and 17, Isaiah 54 and 17, Isaiah 54 and 17. And I know a lot of word, but I may not know what verse that is. And so I was like, Isaiah 54 and 17. So I get up, I go find my phone and I look up Isaiah 54 and 17. And so I'm going to read to you the word for the Lord from the Lord for us this morning. Now, remember, we are renewing our minds. So let me. So let me, um, let me give you some of the steps to renewing our mind. If you've not been here one step one, stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. You don't need an outside miracle to change your mind. Remember Romans 12 and two tells us to renew our mind, right? My renewing our mind will forever be an excuse, right? It, it will be an excuse if we are so negative and we believe our life is hard and we think the only way our mind can be renewed is if someone lays hands on us or a miracle happens. If your mind is not renewed, you're probably not going to even recognize that the miracle has happened. So don't wait on an outside miracle to change your mind, right? Most of those miracles will not occur until you get rid of the chaos in your mind you won't even be able to see or experience or hear God at the capacity you need to hear and experience him until you get rid of the chaos in your mind. If your mind is chaotic, if your mind is out of control, if your mind is not renewed, it's going to be very difficult for you to even experience or see the hand of God. Right. And so if your mind is a mess, you are not going to be able to see or hear. And I told you when I first gave you all that, I gave you an example of how I didn't recognize something was a miracle until later. Right. And so we need miracles, but we need to renew our minds. When he says, when he says, renew your mind, we make a decision to renew your mind. That's one of the reasons I said, you got to make a decision that I'm going to get up every morning, Lord. I'm going to have this devoted time to you. I'm going to ask you about what my devoted time is. The Lord began with me five o'clock in the morning, almost 20 years ago. There was an alarm that was going off in our house and nobody could hear it but me. And every morning I was asking my husband, why do you keep starting this alarm? And he said, I did not set the alarm and I have not heard the alarm. What alarm are you hearing? But every morning at five o'clock, 
I was hearing an alarm go off and I was like, okay, every morning, like every morning. And I was getting up and I was hitting the alarm button. He never heard alarm. Well, then God had started telling me, you need to get up at five o'clock in the morning. And we started a devotional. I think next year is my 20th year in ministry. So we started having this devotional time with God. And I started this written devotional and he and I were beginning to walk in ministry together. And so that's what I'm saying. I had to make a decision. You know what? Let me get my butt up. (laughs) Come on, Samuel, right? Let me get my, let me get my butt up and get where you're trying to get me because uh, not until I started getting up, did the alarm go off? Not no kidding. Like after I started getting up, then the alarm stopped going off and I had to set the alarm and I had to do it. And the alarm was loud. Like it sounded just like my alarm clock. So stop waiting on, you got to make a decision to remove, renew your mind Two, stop believing that you can't control your thoughts. Stop. Stop, stop believing that you cannot control your thoughts. Philippians 4 and 8, think on these things. Uh, Joshua 1 and 8, you shall meditate on it day and night. On his law, he meditates day and night. Psalms 1 and 2, you can control your thoughts. You, as a matter of fact, God expects you to choose to think on something else. So how do we do this? Because we get attacked and weighted in our minds. That's why I truly believe getting up the first thing in the morning and attacking your mind before your mind attack you is essential. Like attacking your mind before anybody else could say something to you, especially if you're women and you have your mothers and you have smaller children, attacking your mind early before your mind can attack you. Renewing your mind early, about five in the morning, for some reason, is prime time for the Holy Spirit to be high, right? And so as we begin to connect with the Holy Spirit, his spirit's going to get stronger in you. Well, the way that it's going to get stronger in you because, and I'm finding out that it takes about 30 minutes. Can I be honest with you of praise and worship? That's before you tap into the sweet spot. I'm not saying that's science. I'm just saying it takes about 30 minutes. I'm finding out for me, it takes about 30 minutes before you tap into that, to that sweet spot. Like when you get into that sweet spot, it takes about 30 minutes of praise and worship. It takes about 30 minutes of honor God before you tap into the sweet spot. And it's not a, I'm there for 30 minutes. I'm just noticing about the time that I come out of praise and worship. Then that's when the Lord starts speaking to me. And that's when I feel the presence of the Holy spirit. So you got to make a decision. The third thing we learned is what you feed, feed your mind becomes your mindset. So if I'm feeding my mind, the word of God, first thing in the morning, guess what's happening? It's becoming my mindset. It's becoming my thoughts. It's becoming the way that I govern myself. My God, come on now. That, that if I'm feeding my mind, if I'm choosing, I'm not putting no more junk in my mind, right? For all of us ladies in ladies Bible study, we are on our third day of three times a day, confessing over ourselves and no negative thoughts, no negative thoughts, right? And so whatever I feed my mind becomes my mindset, right? And so if I'm more conscious of God's truth than anything else, then the less it is that something negative is going to be able to take over my day because I'm going to be able to quicken myself. Come on, Holy Spirit, and say, you know what? That's not a part of God's truth for me. That's not pure. That's not noble. That's not just. That's not lovely. That's not of good report. And if that's not pure, noble, just, lovely, and good report, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this today. So 
if your, your mindset is what controls you, but your mind is what you need to control, right? It was a lot. So what you think Four. this is the step we're learning today. Confess what you believe and not what you feel. I don't care. People will tell you we, we, we possess what we confess. Confession establishes a thing. And what I mean by established when it is established, when a confession is established, it becomes permanent. It becomes a permanent rule. It becomes, it becomes permanent governance structure. So we possess salvation by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, right? We'll do that at the end. And then we possess God's promises by confessing them with our mouths, right? When you regularly confess only what you feel and see, right? Then you're hurting your faith. If I'm only confessing what I see, right? And it's funny because I had prayed something yesterday and then immediately the enemy tried to present a different situation. And I heard the Holy Spirit in my ear saying to me, he trying to get you to, he's trying to get you to change your words. He's trying to get you to change your words. He's trying to get you to change your, I heard the Holy Spirit. He's trying to get you to change your words. Going to get off the phone and get off the conversation. And so I just ended the conversation because I could feel this thing rising up in me. He's trying to get you to change your words. And I'm like, he's not going to change my words. He's not going to change my words. I'm going to get off this phone so he don't change my words, right? So when you're regularly confessing God's words, right? Um, then, then it's going to change something just like Jesus did in the wilderness and his temptation with the devil, right? The devil tried to tempt him, but all Jesus used against him was the word of God. He didn't use emotion. He didn't use feelings. He was hungry. He was tired. Jesus has been through everything we've been through. So let me give you our spiritual truth that we're going to choose on today. We're getting into Isaiah 54 and 17. And I'm going to read it to you out the Amplified by a part of the Bible. And then I'm going to give you a few definitions and then we're going to round this on up. So today, when we possess, if we possess what we confess, right? When we possess what we confess and God is giving us this today, then this has to be part of our confession daily because there is truth in this. And this is what I love. So Isaiah 54 and 17, it says no weapon, right? I'm going to read it and then I'm going to define it. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed or prosper, right? And every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be condemned. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. And this chapter in Isaiah 54, the Lord was talking about how Israel was the wife of the Lord or the bride. And you know, we are the bride of Christ. Come on now. We are the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. And so he was dealing with the rep. He was dealing with the he was dealing with Israel and the restoration of Israel and the, this is Holy spirit promise, inspire and prophetic. So this no weapon formed against you shall prosper, right? We just kind of leave it at that end point. You need to hang on to this. Here's why you need to hang on to this. So let's go back. Let's define what a weapon is at first, right? What's a weapon? A weapon is something, right? It can be a club. It can be a knife. It can be words. It can be a person. It could be a system. It could be a system. It could be, it could be people. It could be whatever. So it is something that is set in place to injure, defeat, or destroy you. A weapon is a means of contending against another. Right? I need to find something. 
I love this skirt. Come on, come on now. A we that contends against each other, right? That's what a weapon is. That's contend. So there's a scripture in uh, Psalms 35, and I love this scripture. Psalms 35, and I think it's the first verse. It says, contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor. Arise and come to my aid. So anytime someone is contending, anytime it looks like a weapon is formed against you, then you simply begin to pray and ask the Lord. No, you contend with those who contend with me. Can I tell you all something? This is why I don't spend... I, that's why I don't spend a lot of time on people or what people say or what people think, especially when I know if I'm in the vein with God. And even if I make a mistake or I do something wrong, I know for a fact the Holy Spirit will correct me. And because I make a bad decision doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not righteousness. Right. So I still have I'm still like David. Right. The, they're harassing me. The message part of that said harass the hecklers. God punch these bullies in the nose. Grab up a well. They're bullying me, Lord. They're coming after me. They're bullying me, Lord. So you have the right because you're his righteous to say, contend with those that contend with me. Deal with those that have been dealing with me. Deal with those. Come on, Cambria. Deal with those that have been coming after me. Right. So that's what he tells us. So he tells us no weapon. Anything that has been formed against us. Right. Shall it says shall succeed or I like the definition shall prosper. So if it says it's not going to prosper, what do you mean, Lord, that the weapon won't prosper against me? It doesn't mean that it won't form. It doesn't mean that it might st not strike. Right. But here's what I need you to know. It ain't going to work. <laughs> Like it's not going to work. It's not going to prosper. It's not going to be to my demise. It's not going to be for the benefit of my enemy. As a matter of fact, when um, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, right? When he wouldn't listen to God and his heart was hardened and Moses kept saying, hey, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. But God said, I hardened Pharaoh's heart for my glory. Y'all better get some. You got to look into this. He said, I harden Pharaoh's heart for my glory. And so even if the weapon is formed, even if the weapon comes against us, even if the weapon strikes a blow, even if you have to move out your house, even if you move out, lose your car, even it looks like they fire you at work, even if it looks like it looks like that the weapon is moving, I promise you without a doubt that it won't work. It's nothing, anything that is formed against you, right? Anything that is trying to wait on you, whatever the weapon is, right? Sometimes God's going to take the weapon out of the hands of the enemy and you may not even see the weapon and sometimes the weapon might strike you right but I promise you that the greater good of what got all things Romans 8 into it, all things work to the good of those that love the Lord I promise you God is going to get the greater good out of every situation and then he says here and every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be tongue get condemned I need you to understand this I need you to hear me on this any tongue he didn't, he did not say, I need you to hear me on this. This is why you don't have time to be arguing with people on social media. This is why you don't have time to be arguing with somebody about your righteousness. This is why you don't have to be, have time to be un, un, arguing with somebody about your beliefs in Jesus. This is why you don't have time to be arguing with somebody about your faith. This is why you don't have time to get caught up in pettiness because when you get caught up in the pettiness, it's hard to decipher there's a scripture that says when two fools are arguing and you walk up, you don't know which, like, right? Who's, we need to be able to discern. So it says in every tongue that rises against you, every tongue that rises against you, every 
tongue. Every time somebody speak, puts their mouth on you, every time that somebody puts their mouth on God, every time somebody puts, you ain't got to do, you got to defend, you know how you're going to defend kingdom. We trying to go get more souls saved. You know how you defend kingdom. The scripture tells us do good to those who hurt you. Cause you're going to heap a coal over their head. The Lord tells us in Romans, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Let me deal with this. Every tongue, every time somebody speak out against you, every somebody time, somebody talk trash to you every time. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but God is like vindication is mine, right? I've had to bite the insides of my cheeks and smile. Somebody came at me yesterday. I just avoided the conversation. I just avoided the conversation and kept talking to them. Like they had said absolutely nothing. And I wasn't there. So I've had to renew my mind in that area because there's a defense mechanism in me that typically rises up and I had to bite the insides of my cheek and just smile. Right. And I'm just smiling. And they was, they dug, they dug in me. So every tongue that rises against you in judgment, right? Because the, it, the Satan loves to use the tongues tongue because he knows how words hurt. Right. And sometimes we can bear the blow. And sometimes the insult is way too great, especially when the insult, that's why the enemy loves for us, right? That he loves for us right now to be out talking about each other, to be ostracizing each other. When actually the word of God says, take your offense to the person that you have offense with. Right. So, so, so any tongue that rises against you, right? We can bear the blow, but sometimes we can't endure the insult, right? So we know that there is power in the tongue, but this is your guarantee, baby, that every tongue that rises against you in judgment, every time the tongue, the rise against me in judgment, God's going to condemn them. I, I believe this. I, I believe this because I've seen every time somebody has spoke out to me against me and I've refused to answer and I've refused to get in caught up in this. And I just refuse to say, deal with them. Lord, you said you make my enemies, my footstools and my, my number one scripture is content. And I, I get my face, my face look just like this contend with those who contend with me. Daddy, you said you would contend with those who contend with me. So I need you to go deal with them. Right. And not in a bad way. I just need you to contend with those who contend with me. And then I begin to put, pray for them. Lord, open their eyes to the destruction. Forgive them, father. They don't know what they doing. I used to want him to heap coals of fire on his head, but he tells me in my word, don't do that. So now I'm like, Lord, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know what they just did. They don't know. They don't know. And it's not even them. It's we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. That's why we got to put on the whole armor of God, because when we put on our helmet of salvation, our blessed prayer of righteousness, our feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Our belt of truth is around our waist. We got our sword in our hand. Right. And we praying in the spirit. Then we begin to recognize that we are we are wrestling against a principality. And even though it's the person, it's not the person, it's the principality that's using the person. And the person doesn't even know that they are entangled with the principality because the principality has probably been their best friend for a long time. 
Can I be real? The principality has probably been hanging out with them for a long time. They don't realize that sarcasm is a principality. They don't realize contention is a principality. They don't realize lewdness is a principality. They don't realize being argumentative is a principality. They don't realize hate and jealousy is a principality. They've been probably hanging out with that principality for a long time. So contend with those that contend with me, Father. Contend with them. Contend with those who contend with me, Lord God. And then you show mercy on them because they don't even realize the principality been their best friend for a whole long time. Right. Okay. So it says, he said, I will condemn them. Then this is what I love. He says the peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. And this is their vindication for me. Right. So if God is saying peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition, baby, I'm always supposed to win. I'm always supposed to win. I'm always supposed to win no matter the circumstance or the situation. And this scripture right here is everything that's tied to you. This is everything. So when God says vindication, he said, I'm clearing you of your blame and your suspicion because you're my righteousness, because you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm clearing you. So once I clear you, once you're cleared, once you've reached clearance, right? Once you've reached clearance, I've reached clearance. I've gotten clearance. Then because I'm cleared, peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition. So anytime opposition is coming at me, I hear you, Lord. Lord, contend with those who contend with me. That's a bad daddy. That's a bad daddy. I hope you receive this by faith. So every time something comes at you, contend with those who contend with me. Every time I'm consumed and overwhelmed, contend with those who contend with me. And Father, forgive them for they know what they're not to do. Because I need to deal with it quickly so I don't take up offense. Some of us are so offense laden. God was showing me about a situation the other day. He was like, you took offense in that situation. I said, I did. He said, yeah, watch how you've been responding to that person. And I was like, my God. So I, I had to begin to repent for taking off offense because what happened was I let that situation stew in my head too long. I wasn't thinking good thoughts, pure, lovely, hope, good report. As a matter of fact, I was thinking if they come at me with this, this is what I'm going to say in return. Right? That, that this is what I say. This is what I was going to say in return. That's how I have been thinking. I'm just, I like to be real. And so God showed me because I've been posturing, um, putting my head, heart before him and saying to him, I need you to show me anything in my heart that does not line up with your word. He was like, you took offense, right? In that. So you need to go on and release. And I was like, okay, let me go on and release this right now in the name of Jesus. Father, forgive me for holding uh, unforgiveness. Cause that's really what offense is. Forgive me for holding that against the person. Cause it all starts with me. It still deals with me first. And then once I've repented, right. Um, Timothy tells us a, a clear conscience. Once I clear my conscience of it, then if they've got any issues with me, then it's between them and God and not me and them anymore. But first I need to clear my conscience in it as well. I have to take the clear conscience and my conscience comes in my righteousness in Christ Jesus. And that always starts with a reset of asking for forgiveness first, letting God deal with my heart first. 
letting him deal with me, letting me obey him, letting me come boldly before him and repent. And then guess what? My, my guarantee is peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition. That's, that's it. It's come on now. Come on. It's got to be dealt with quickly. It's got to be dealt with quickly. And most of us don't. Most of us stew in an offense. Most of us stew in an offense. So God is faithful, right? God is, God is, God is faithful. God is faithful and he will evolve us. So our spiritual truth that we are renewing our mind in today is no weapon formed against us shall prosper, right? And every tongue that rises against us in judgment will be condemned. And then because I am righteous in Christ Jesus, peace, righteousness, security, and triumph of our opposition is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. But I need to make sure I'm not entangled in that. I need to make sure my conscience is clear. And here's what I need you to remember. You don't clear your own conscience. You don't determine your good. If you determine your good, then you're operating outside, operating in your own spiritual authority. You got to position your heart and be like, Lord, what's my part in this? And let me take ownership. And if you pray and ask God to expose your heart, he will. So stop not letting him expose your heart. And stay there until he exposes your heart. And I promise you, God, God will begin to deal with you in a different way. And, and can I tell you something? Holding office has really been hurting your heart and you haven't even realized it. Right? Right? So let's chew on that today. And then he says, and this is their vindication. This is God's payback. This is his clearance. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's it. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the devotion of this morning. Thank you for coffee and conversations with Lakeisha. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I just want to offer one more opportunity before we get out of here. And that is for you to receive Jesus Christ and Lord as Lord and Savior. If you were late coming on the devotional, go back in. God gave a word to us about staying in position. Um, make sure you, um, well, he gave us some instructions on how to stay diligent. Let me be careful with my words. We took up offering early. If you want to, if you want to sow a seed or become a partner, go see that information. But I want to extend to you one more opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've never received him as Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. Or if you just need to need to renew your faith, this is your opportunity. Jesus, I know. First, this is how I start. Lord, I'm in need of a savior. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come in my heart and take away my sins. And I'm going to do my best to love and follow you as I can. And Holy Spirit, I need your help. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And there's a guarantee. Anyone that cometh unto me, he will no wise cast out. That's John 6, 37. I love you. Go be loved today. I'll see you back here. In the morning, I'll see you back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Don't be late. Go back and chew on what God gave us this morning about our devoted time to him. Don't let the enemy creep in. Meredith said it'll come in easily and you won't even realize that the enemy has gotten in. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. God loves you so much more. Back here, 5 a.m., invite somebody in. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.